Welcome to The Classical Mind, a podcast where we explore the great books in the Western canon. We're your hosts. I'm Father Wesley Walker. I'm Dr. Junius Johnson. And today we have a very interesting uh, idea or episode uh, that we'll be doing, um, which is that we are getting ready for next season. And we thought we would kind of let you all in to see how we do that. And so we are going to be picking all the books for next season, except for two, uh, which will be listener choices. And we will be alternating back and forth picks. We did a coin toss before we started recording. I won. There was no trickery involved. I promise. It was all above board. Um, and so we're just going to go back and forth. And I made a, um, I made a sheet that we can follow along with and that everybody who's watching can follow along with. If you're listening to this, that's, this is all the more reason that you should support us uh, for just $5 a month because you would be getting this video earlier and um, you would actually be getting this in video form as opposed to audio form. So, um, so September, September of this year, September first pick. I'm actually going to give you a pick that falls under the umbrella of this pick. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think first and foremost, we need to read uh, Oedipus Rex by Sophocles. Now, what I'll give you the choice of Junius is whether you want to do just Oedipus Rex or the Oedipus cycle. Oh, this is very interesting um, because we we were pretty confident, you know, listeners, we don't know what the other has chosen. This is really right. for the first time. And we were pretty confident that we would have uh, non overlap in our choices. And yet right off the bat, uh, <laughs> my first pick was a combination of Oedipus Rex and Aristotle's Poetics. Um, because Oedipus is Aristotle's ideal tragedy, and it's what he has in mind as he's laying out the tragedy. So um, how about I meet you halfway in the middle there, and we do prepare those two together? That sounds perfect. I agree to the compromise. <laughs> you know, it's never a draft without a little bit of horse trading and backroom right. deals, and we just need a smoke-filled room. That's, That's right. That's right. <laughs> we just traded a, I traded a future pick in order to take Aristotle in the first round. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It works out. It works out. Great. All right, Junius, your pick, October. Wow, that's it's a good thing that you know we we agreed ahead of time that we would also prepare alternates in case of this eventuality. And so I've I've got an alternate ready to go for it right here, and I figured we might as well uh, stick with the Greeks and do Plato's Euthyphro. Oh yes, perfect. Love Euthyphro. In fact, this came up in the Iliad episode, didn't it? We talked a little bit about Euthyphro. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's one of those uh, you know Loki classicy that people always point back to um, the Euthyphro dilemma and how do you deal with it and whatnot. And um, and I want to I want to sink our teeth into that a little bit. Okay. Okay. So we have two uh, Greek works to start the season off for November. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Enlightenment. Ooh. And one of my my main reasons for this is almost purely because it's just an area that I'm not very well versed in, and I would like to do a little more reading in it. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to pick the Social Contract mm. by Jean Jacques Rousseau. Mm, okay. I um, you know uh, the idea of liberalism gets kind of a bad rep in our per modern period perhaps because of some of the ossification of our institutions and things like that. There's a whole bunch of discussions, but I have come more lately to the idea that liberalism is actually pretty good 
uh, at least compared to some of the alternatives, and we should fight for it a little more um, than just a sort of milk toast, lukewarm defense of it. And so, anyway, so I'd like to read a little bit more of the text. That yeah, that's a, that's a great. It's so foundational for so much of what goes on in our in our culture and the way we reason publicly. I think that's a really good, really good choice. Um, well, I you rushed ahead of the Enlightenment. I'm going to pull us back to the Middle Ages, where where everything really happens. You know, the center of human history, if you will. Uh, and I'm going to go to Chaucer, but not the Canterbury Tales. I want to read the Troilus and Crusade. Um, it's actually Crusade. Uh, I, I have a, I have to, most people say Crusade, and it's weird um, for me. But anyway, this is a text that a lot of people don't know. And it's actually Chaucer's masterwork, um, if for no other reason than because it's done, whereas the Canterbury Tales was, was incomplete and still in draft form. Uh, but I think there's a strong argument for it as the masterwork, even apart from that. Uh, it is a masterful telling of this story of love and betrayal in ancient Troy. And so I'm looking forward to talking through that. Listeners, book three of the Troilus is, I don't know of anything sweeter in all of literature. And that makes book four about the saddest thing when it all starts to come apart as well. So Wow. Wow. Okay. Great pick. Kind of a deep cut. Yeah. Some may say, you know, when they do the post-draft analysis that you maybe reached a little bit for that one because it will probably be there at the end. <laughs> but that's okay. No, that's a great pick. I'm excited about that one. So we're moving ahead to February 2024. I can't believe it's already going to be 2024. Um, I will pick... One of our listeners said we needed to do more Greeks and more Shakespeare, so I think I will I will help out with the second part of that, which is to say, um, one of my favorite Shakespeare works is Julius Caesar. Oh, yes, yes. As a Latin teacher slash literature lover, it doesn't get much better than that. That is the first Shakespeare play I ever read. Me too. I was in seventh grade, and my teacher, my literature teacher, brought in a whole table that she just covered with books and we just had to pick a book from it and, and read it and do a book report on it. And so I picked Julius Caesar and she was like, whoa, that's not supposed to have been in there. That was a mistake. And I was like, you can't have it. I'm going to read it. Um, and it was one of those facing page editions where you had the words glossed on the, on the other page. And, uh, and with that help, I was able to read it just fine. And I fell in love with Shakespeare's language and have been a Shakespeare lover ever since. So it remains one of my favorite poems, my favorite plays of his. That's amazing. Well, great. Well, excellent. It's February. I am going to actually hang out near you, adjacent to you, uh, with your Shakespeare. Uh, we're going to step just step back a tiny little bit earlier in the Renaissance for Christopher Marlowe's Dr. Faustus. Another, some might say, deep cut. Um, this is, I, I really, really like this. Um, you know, Goethe has, his masterwork was a Faustus and it gets talked about a lot and, and whatever, but Goethe's Faustus is this celebration of romantic uh, creativity and the ability of Faust to sort of realize his fantasies in the world of, you know, the real world and whatnot. Marlowe is still tracking the original tradition of the, the absolute um, uncanny terror of trading with the devil and losing your soul in the process. And I, I think that's, it's a, it's a short play that is going to, I think, really set off some of these other things really nicely. Excellent. I'm excited for that because I've not read really much of it, really any of those retellings. And so I think it'll be, yeah, that'll be great. I'm looking forward to that. Um, hmm. 
I'm really struggling now. I think it gets harder once we get further in because I only yeah. have two picks left. Don't waste them. I'm trying not to. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> They're both good. They're both novels. <sighs> it's hard. It's hard. Because my last one, I wanted to do a philosophy text. Um, okay. I'm going to say, because I think it's a little bit out of our... Uh, purview with what we've done so far. The other book, we've done something in that tradition, and so mm. I'll save it for another time. Um, so I'm going to say we do Emma by Jane Austen. Mm, classic. Sadly, I have not read it. My wife has read it. My wife's a big Jane Eyre fan, I, or a big Jane Austen fan, also a big Jane Eyre fan. Um, <laughs> I have read Pride and Prejudice, but that's almost the extent of my Jane Austen uh, exposure, so I'm wow. excited to expand my horizons. That's great. So I feel like I have to apologize um, as I come in my next pick. I I tried to do I tried to do medium cuts rather than deep cuts um, because you know I could get pretty esoteric and I and I didn't feel like that would help anyone except for me. Um, and so I but I wanted to. There's this notion I'll be writing about this soon that the canon of Western literature is not static; it breathes, and things come in and out of favor um, for every imaginable reason over the years. And there's some things that, that that have been pushed a little bit towards the edge of the canon in our period that were central before that I want to bring back in because they're important for us understanding these ages that came before. And so my next pick comes out of that spirit. It's a work by Sir Walter Scott, and it is The Lady of the Lake, which is his long poem. Um, and, and I wanted us to do a long poem because we don't really do long poetry unless it's epic these days and so mm. to do a long poem that's a lay um is something that i think we need more practice at and this is this was the first thing of scott's that i ever read and i think it's a really very charming and very fascinating um poem so i'm looking forward to digging into that excellent excellent oh man i'm really torn I think I might call an audible i think i might go with my number six instead of my number five mm. i'll just say Mm. No, but it would be fun, though. Mm, this is hard. <laughs> Listeners, this is so hard. These are the kind of sacrifices that we have to make. Um, okay. I'm going to say uh, philosoph philosophical work, uh, someone I've really been interested in reading for a long time um, and, and have been very impressed with sort of a, an intro study to her. But I would like to do Intention by Gertrude Elizabeth Anscombe. Oh, wow. That's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So my other, the pick I'm kind of wrestling with and that I, I want to do, but I, I think we can delay a little bit on is go tell it on the mountain by James Baldwin. Mm. Um, but we, that's fine. We can, we can save it for another day. Mm. Well, so it comes down to me for the last pick, the last pick, no pressure, no pressure. At this all. is the one everybody remembers. So that's right. Well, uh, I'm also going to pick a philosopher but I'm going to go in a very different direction with mine. Uh, we're going to do Nietzsche. Nice. And we're going to do Thus Big Zarathustra. And the reason I want to do this one is this is sort of concentrated Nietzsche, right? If, if you're going to read one thing um, that gets you the whole picture and the relationship to the idea of God and all these other sorts of things, uh, Zarathustra is really the one to go for. And, and it's also more accessible because it's in a novel form. Um, and it's not uh, straight philosophical prose. And so I think that'll be a, an interesting place to end our season. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, every season we have to have, I think, at least one book that we will probably disagree with a lot. And so I'm <laughs> glad you picked it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this past season, it was uh, it was utilitarianism by John mm. Stuart Mill, which, you yeah. know, it was fine. <laughs> Nisha is one of those guys that I, I love to disagree with him. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I pretty much always think the opposite of whatever he says, but I really enjoy uh, disagreeing with him. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And I think once you are familiar with him or get familiar with him, you start to see him everywhere. You know, yeah. like before I read or knew more about Nietzsche than I know now, I I didn't I just would didn't realize the immense impact that he's had. But yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. So there's a list. There's our list. Yes, yes. Excellent. I think this is a fantastic list. Covered a cover a pretty broad uh, eras of of writing, and I think uh, yeah, I think this is going to be great. I'm very excited. Yeah. Now just wait for the listeners to round out those last two picks and fill up the whatever whatever you find lacking in our choices. Uh, store that up and be prepared to bring those out for the listeners' choice options in January and June. And bonus points if you think one of the things we're lacking is "Go Tell It on the Mountain" by James Baldwin. <laughs> Stop trying to influence the vote. <laughs> Misinformation uh, campaign. Here. So excellent, excellent. Well, I great. Tell you, listeners, Father Wesley Walker is actually a bot. And uh, <laughs> that's <seriously>. right. <laughs> I've been sent to sway the elections. It's Russia. <laughs> Well, these are conversations we can have when we talk about the social contract. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Junius, thank you. This is great. I'm very excited about this next season, and uh, I think your your picks are going to be awesome. I'm, like, I'm excited about what you've chosen as well. I like how they played together. I think it's a very, very cool list that has emerged. Excellent. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this journey as we come to the close of our first, our inaugural season. And we open the door to our second season. We appreciate you coming on this journey with us. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you.